This episode of Purpose Meets Profit is brought to you by Founders.com, a social learning platform for entrepreneurs by entrepreneurs. I'm Gerard Adams. And I'm Logan Cohen, and you're listening to the Purpose Meets Profit podcast. If you haven't checked out the earlier episodes, you could start from the beginning, or you can just keep listening right now. Purpose Meets Profit is a podcast series that documents the true lives of entrepreneurs who want to drive revenue and impact. We tackle topics from starting a business to the emotional tolls and hardships to fundraising and conquering critical milestones to failures and to the successful exits. Let's build together. So guys, I'm Gerard Adams, uh, co-host. I've been a serial entrepreneur, even though I hate the word serial, but I've been an entrepreneur for 15 years now. And uh, it's been an exciting journey. I've also been an angel investor in over a dozen different startups. And I'm a philanthropist. Our company, Founders, also has a nonprofit called Future Founders where we educate the inner city youth, teaching them the skills that I wish I learned as a child, emotional intelligence, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. And I am the CEO of Founders.com. And I'm Logan Cohen, co-host, and I'm a co-founder and CEO of Kudzu. Kudzu is a free app for students. It rewards them for their academic achievements, kindness, and good habits. They get a currency. They get to used to go shopping for real-time rewards. Uh, I am still in the process of building my company, so I just love sharing learning experiences with you guys and uh, sh- bouncing them off of Gerard. So let's do this. On today's episode, we're going to discuss, does your company have a culture? The next thing, we have Monica Adams, who is the Director of Culture here at Founders. You guys, this is our first guest, so we're super excited to have her. The third part of the rundown is, our, of course, our personal experiences of building company culture. Then my favorite, number five, is the fast five lightning round. If we can get this done in the shot clock, it's always a good day, right? And then the sixth one, the ask me anything. That is where you guys, our listeners, can ask us anything. And last but not least, the get ish done segment where we recap the takeaways from each episode and share ways to apply the principles to get your ish done let's do this so this is a question but it's not really even a question in our minds right does your company have a culture Gerard, you just wrote a piece uh, about company culture for Inc. And something that really stood out to me, at least when I was reading it, is that you said that anyone's company already has a culture. It's either empowering or it's draining. Can you elaborate on that? Yeah. I, uh, you know, if there is one thing that I really attribute my success, specifically with Elite Daily, um, building a real startup, you know, I think, You know, when I was a solar entrepreneur, I really didn't think about culture so much. Um, It was like lean, mean. It was like me and like one other person in an apartment building a business. But when it came to Elite Daily, when we really truly grew from, you know, three of us to 12 of us to 20 of us, all the way up to 200 employees, like you really, you know, understand how important culture really is. And it's interesting. And the reason why I realized that companies have culture one way or another is we would actually go to our competitors office space so for you that for the listeners that don't know about elite daily we were a online media publication uh for millennials and we would you know oftentimes look up to like huffington post and um buzzfeed and i mean i'll never forget i won't say which publication but we went to their office and it just was so draining right like they it was it was just like somewhat boring and stuffy and like 
it didn't wasn't a creative space. It was just cubicles everywhere, and like the management team had their their old big old offices in a different corner, and yeah. it just really didn't. You know, it, you can tell that the that the team wasn't really inspired, and you know, I really truly believe that if you were able to build an amazing culture where like with us at Elite Daily, we allowed people to like dress how they wanted to dress, skateboard through the office. You know, we ran workshops during the week and speakers came to like, you know, continue to foster a learning environment for them. We had music and like after hours, happy hours for our team. It's like, I'll open up on our podcast, but we even had people like after work, like go in the back by our Buddha and meditate over a joint, you know? And it was like, Believe it or not, we had this work hard, play hard mentality. We used to have on the wall the goals that we wanted to hit as a company, and we really empowered all of our workers to want to be there, you know, and we took good care of them. And I think when you do that, um, it's really amazing how much everyone on the team, no matter what role you play, all are aligned for that bigger mission. And you just, you'll, it's, I really genuinely believe that. If you have an empowering culture, it is directly aligned and correlated to the long-term success of your company, uh, period. Wow, thanks for sharing, Gerard. I think what really stands out to me was the fact that Elite Daily Kids not only sustained its growth for milestones, but that the employees could grow with it as well. So you said you went from two to six to 200 people. Uh, on the team and it was so cool because too often I hear companies that have amazing culture and then they raise their series A and they're like you know I was higher number five and the company's not the same and now we have 20 people and they're not managing correctly so thanks for sharing that uh, I am really excited for our next part because this is the first time we can actually have a guest on the Purpose Meets Profit podcast we are excited to welcome the one, the only, Monica Adams, who is the director of culture here at Founders. More like the culture connoisseur. She's, uh, <laughs> she's like the guru. I, I, she's, she's, she's the guru of the office here. Cool last name, yo. No pressure, right? <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. So as soon as we thought about this episode, we you immediately came to mind because it's one thing to talk about the importance of company culture, but it's another thing to walk the walk, and we just feel like you embody that, especially here at Founders. So our first question is actually. So I'll kick it off, actually. Um, okay, hi. Monica. Gerard. What? <laughs> Before this starts. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> full disclosure, everyone. I'm actually super blessed. Monica is my sister. <laughs> so uh, it's really actually pretty cool. Before we get into the question and answer, I mean, I, I, we haven't ever really talked about this publicly. Like, we never, ever thought we'd ever be working together. Yeah. Did, did, did you? No, definitely not. But it's awesome. No, it's so cool. But it's just like, we, you never imagine working with family, especially your brother. So we're so close and it's really cool. And it's interesting because you usually like the advice I give is don't work with friends or family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whoops. But it, <laughs> but it happened naturally, and um, it and really it, did happen very organically. Yeah. So talk to me real quick, since uh, you know you you've also worked with a lot of other companies prior to founders, so you've been part of other cultures, and uh, you know in your eyes throughout your journey, like how do you define company culture? 
So company culture is really everything because it's really the environment of the team and of the organization. And it bleeds into everything. So to me, if you think about the culture, even just on you know a personal level of like the culture that you grew up in or like your background, and it really is comes down to like your behaviors and your values. So what was instilled? What did your parents teach you? What are the things that you believe to be true? And that's still holds true even if you bring it into an organization and a company it's the behaviors it's the values and it really is the one thing that never changes throughout the life cycle of a company hopefully if you do it right <laughs> nice so when you say throughout the life cycle when should founders start creating their culture when should you start thinking about yeah it, it really starts immediately because something Jared touched on and that you mentioned in that article is that you have a culture no matter what so whether you are Building the culture, consciously or not, you have one. So, you know, is your team show up on time? Do they wear sweatpants? Do they eat, do they email late at night? Do they, you know, it's all these behaviors, it's there. So you're either directing it or it's happening on its own. And it's better to be, you know, proactive and start building it right from the get-go instead of being reactive and being like, oh no, like everyone's acting this way. I never wanted it to be this way, but it's too late. And now you have to redirect ships and that can be a little difficult so almost be cognizant of like your what you're doing consistently because you're setting precedents even early on yeah absolutely cool so having said that do you believe that every company is different or do you believe that there is like a specific template that you can follow so I think every company is different your culture is always going to be different because whatever you're working towards you know it might call for different things um but I also believe that there are certain ways, certain practices um, for you to start realizing what your culture is, what your behaviors are, and ways to figure out what are the values that you want your company to stand for. No, this is like uh, kind of interesting to me because I actually used to have a company culture that was really based around making money, and then like, and of course, like we talk about it, right? Like profit is so important. Like, yeah. You really do need to have a build. A, a, part of your company needs to be focused on like becoming a profitable entity and self-sustainable and you Logan talk about sales cures all, all the time but I realize that like when you start your company focused on just the money mm-hmm. rather than like the product and your end consumer and your end you know user and customer and and like a bigger mission like I know that for me like I've always created a movement like I want, I want my team and even our users to feel like they're part of a movement. It's so much bigger than us. And we talk about that at Founders. We did that at Elite Daily. Um, but in the early on in my career, it wasn't like that. It was like, yo, we're going to make as much money as possible. Like, we need to, like, get more clients, you know, obviously perform. Yeah. But, like, the money was what motivated us. And what I realized is that when, when Ish hit the fan, crickets, right? Like, the team was like, because now that was their motivation. So they're no longer, you know, looking to be a part of it. So... You know, I, I do believe that like understanding that culture early on and understanding like what are what is going to motivate your team, what is going to empower them, is really important, and uh, that's something I've learned definitely learned the hard way. That's a really good point, Jared, because we talk about this all the time about profit, and of course that helps with sustainability because it keeps the lights on. However, it doesn't help the sustainability of your motivation because Ish doesn't even have to hit the fan because you could just realize that company is making more in sales than us or driving more revenue. So how can you stay motivated? And it's through that mission while the bills are being paid through your profits. 
So I would ask, we hear this word all the time, and it's empowerment, right? Everyone wants to feel empowered. We have an empowering company culture. How would you say that you empower your team, Monica? Really, it comes down to just listening to your team, too, and having empathy. That's probably the biggest thing I do is I have a relationship, an individual relationship with everybody. So I really want to know, like, what is, what is it that you truly want? How do you want to grow with this company? You know, and knowing that, it helps me to direct, like, a path for them and really make them feel they're part of this company. We want you to grow here. And, you know, we want you to be the best version of yourself and be, you know, where, whatever role it is that you strive towards, like, be that. So, and working with you to make that happen. Um, so, yeah, that's how I empower the team. And I have other little secrets up my sleeve that I do. <laughs> Yeah, she definitely does. She does this thing, too, where, like, you know, obviously, I think one amazing thing, getting a little specific, Monica, that I think you do great, um, is, you know, you are a meditation expert. You've done medita you've done meditation practices. You're, NLP, you're an NLP licensed practitioner. You've gone to different companies. You've run workshops. You do events, all those things. And, like, when you – one of the core things that I didn't have at Elite Daily um, – we actually used to have a, um, my, my business partner was Jewish, and it, there's like a, a, a Shabbat? Sh 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 no, Shabbat was every Friday he did Shabbat, but then there's like a, there's like a guy, or no, there's like a couple guys sometimes that would come every week on like a Friday and bless us. Who's that guy? Logan, you're, you know, you should know this. What? You know. Like, <laughs> was it a rabbi? Yeah. yeah was it a rabbi? Yeah. yeah right, was it so, Logan, I hate to throw this in, but I, I have to say it because I never had an opportunity to really talk about it. But just to just cap it off with this ESOP plan, Elite Daily, when we had our ESOP plan, I'll never forget one story that I cherish for the rest of my life. And one of our engineers, he was, on a, and he, he was on our stock option plan. And when we sold the company, I'll never forget, I was asked to speak all over the world. And I got asked to speak in Bangkok, Thailand. So I get to Bangkok, Bangkok and... I'll never forget my engineer on Facebook seeing him. He was in Asia, so I just happened to ping him. I was like, "Yo, hey, I'm, 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 you know, I'm speaking in Thailand." He's like, "No way! It's only like a half hour flight for me. I'm gonna come and say what's up." So he comes and I'm like, "Hey, listen, you know, after my speaking engagement, I have a villa in Phuket and a boat." And I was like, "Why don't you just join me?" He joined me, and I'll never forget this one moment. We took out a little like one of these Thailand like gondolas, and I have a picture that got snapped of us both doing this like jump this like leap together and i'll never forget right before we jumped into like beautiful waters in thailand it was like from that movie the beach uh you know just jumping in the air with him and we're like mid-air in this picture but like when we jumped it was like man we did it you know and and now like my engineer who's cto that was working with our company is now traveling the world take the whole year he's like traveling the whole world making his dreams come true you know, had money saved in the bank now, was living his life, and it was just, like, really amazing to see that, like, you know, someone who worked with us and, and you know, that now had that ability, you know? And, like, and that, that was a moment I'll always cherish forever. That's really incredible because it's one thing for the co-founders to take that leap, and it's like, yay, we, we're rich now. Thanks, everyone, for working for us. That shift in paradigm of your CTO's life. So, Logan, you're not going to get off that easy, but real quick, I just want to know, how do you establish a company culture with a small team? 
Yeah, I think it's just piggybacking on what Monica said. It's never too early to start because it probably already started if you didn't think about it. And it's draining your culture rather than empowering it. So look at yourself in the mirror, think of what your values are, and then be able to translate it to your brand. Because there's, if you're a founder, your values have to align somewhat with the brand that you establish. There's a purpose to your company. Um, it doesn't have to mimic you exactly. Uh, but if you have a small team, I constantly... I guess just to bring up Rachelio again, but I ask, I say, I'm going to bring up such bad ideas, but I have the right idea for our company. So part of our company culture too is these are the values that I'm thinking about. What do you guys think about it? And it's anything from a co-founder down to interns when they're like, they finally get comfortable enough to be like, Miss Logan, that's really <laughs> dumb. Your interns call you Miss Logan? Sometimes it makes me feel so old because they're like high schoolers. Miss Logan. And I'm like, I'm Logan. I was, it used to be Miss Cohen and I yeah. thought it was like my, my mom or something. But yeah, when you work with Gen Zers, they're like really humbling. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Adams, are you ready for the Fast Five lane yeah, round? Yeah, let's go. Let's do this. So for those of you that aren't familiar, Fast Five is when we have literally, are we still doing a minute on the clock with three people? Think we could do it? Two minutes? Let's do a minute and a half because I think we'd be dope, right? Let's, <laughs> three people, I think we could do a Let's minute do and it. a half. So we quickly ask each other five questions. I'm going to be leading this round. We have to answer um, thoughtfully, but as fast as possible. Let's get the timer up. Are we ready to go? I'll ask a question. Monica, you'll start. We'll go around this way. Ready? Your top core value. Truth. People first. Transparency. Uh, company culture guru that you look up to. Mm, Mind Valley's founder. Yeah. Vikesh. I would go with Zuck. Company culture? I mean, no, I'm messing with you. <laughs> uh, Laszlo Bach and Ray Dalio, for sure. Ideal Ooh, company's culture, like an act a company that you look Founders. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Netflix. It's available online. Check it out. It's really cool. Mm. Uh, biggest culture fail. Um, She's perfect, remember? Yeah. You're going to kill the clock. <laughs> Gerard, biggest company fail. I won't say what company, but tw a twerk battle at a company retreat. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was a good idea to include everyone. So every 45 minutes, we had to stand up and say what we're looking forward to. And 45 minutes rolls around really quickly. Um, dream culture activity. I want to take everyone to those float tanks. Ooh. Yeah. American Ninja. <laughs> I want like a holistic retreat where everyone can just cleanse and chill. Mm. Cool, guys. We did it. 115. Yeah. Sweet, that was easy. All right, cool. I hope y'all listening. Get your energy up. And now for the Ask Me Anything segment, we love this because this is when we can hear from you guys, the listeners. So if you have any questions directly for myself or for Gerard, uh, please call us at 862-367-6893. Be sure to introduce yourself. If you want to give your business a plug, we would love to shout you out. And you can literally ask us anything. Yeah, guys. So if you don't want to leave a voicemail, uh, we totally get it. Shoot us a text. Ask us your questions. But also make sure to tag us. We're all over Instagram. Make sure to follow us. Right now we have like a total of like 18 followers. Let's get that up. We need your help. So at Purpose Meets Profit, tag us. Let us know what your questions are. 
And um, again, the number 862-367-6893. So Manuel from Tulsa, oh my gosh, all the way out in Tulsa, asks Gerard, how do you keep a balance of encouraging partnerships with your team? Like you empower them, but how do you also maintain that like hierarchy and respect for the C-suites? You know, for me, it just comes down to leadership. Um, you know, me as a leader, I just, I really, really, you really want to empower the people on your team to find that leader within themselves. And, you know, I think pressure is a privilege. So, like, put the pressure on your team. Like, and, but it, have them find solutions. Have them bring solutions to you. Like, I hate it when my team is, like, looking just for me to come, with the, come up with the answers. You know, you want a team that's, that's taking the leadership roles, no matter where they're at, and they're coming up with new ideas, they're coming up with new solutions, you're giving them the freedom to try things and make mistakes and know that like that's okay, we'll get past it. Like I'm I just if you're if my team is stagnant and they're not moving forward quickly and and, and having that agility as a team, especially when you're a young startup, then you know, uh, you're gonna fail. So I think, you know, for me it's constantly encouraging the team to to take ownership. That's why like our name is all about owning it. Like it, that's that's for me it's everything like whatever your lane is i don't care what your lane is your lane could be cleaning the, the office like own it and do the very best at that and if you're not then like you know you don't belong you don't belong on, on the team you know you know because that shows like a lack of really responsibility and leadership within yourself like i don't care who you are whether you're an entrepreneur or not like take full ownership of you know of of you of like what you stand for what, and that's why your values stem so much you know, personally, as just as much as your company. So, for me, I, I just like really encourage my team um, to feel like again, like they are partners. So, like you have to have an owning mentality, right? Like you have an own, you own part of this business. You are a part of a, a leader on this team. It doesn't mean that you need to be a C executive. You know, um, I almost think that like when you're a startup, like you don't even shouldn't even have titles. Everyone should know that like you have to play a huge leadership role on this team, and you're a startup. Like, yeah, but. Let's get to the, let's get to the, my favorite parts. <laughs> Someone take the mic from Gerard. <laughs> let's get it done. Guys, for those of you that have been listening, you know that every one of Purpose Meets Profit podcast ends with tangible takeaways. You guys are nice enough to spend your time with us, so we want to add value to you. So let's get ish done. From this company culture episode, uh, one of the issues to be done is a survey your team. So establish a starting point. And what Monica said, the important aspect of that was to make sure it's anonymous. And I think it's just to promote honesty and transparency with it. So that really helps developing a starting point. Secondly, customize your company culture. Take pride in the differences. There are so many templates out there that you can get inspired from, but make sure that you're just not copying and pasting Netflix's company culture. Make sure it fits your own. Gerard, what are some of your takeaways? You know, 100% identify, and I'm going to give you a specific number but so that you get this done. Pick seven core values for yourself personally and how those will translate into your company. Another one, like I talked about earlier, is figure out your incentive plan for your team, which is, you know, sometimes it's the ESOP plan, right? Your employee stock option plan. How, What kind of equity do you want to, like, really have vested for your employees? Or sometimes you can have incentives that are experiences and different things. So really nail down what is that incentive plan for your team. Awesome. And Monica, we wanted to thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Purpose Meets Profit. And we will let you leave with one of your get-ish-done takeaways. What? Ooh. 
So thank you guys for having me. This is a lot of fun. And one thing that I think every culture needs is meditation, mindfulness. It will take you so far going in and centering yourself. Will really, you'll see like the return on investment is huge because all you need to do is close your eyes. You don't need anything to meditate. So if that's one thing I would say, meditate and instill that into your culture. You'll see so many results on the other end. So that wraps up this episode of Purpose Meets Profit. I'm excited, y'all. This is episode six. But remember, we can't do this without you. So please share this episode with your friends and let us know what you think. Hit us up. Follow us on Instagram. Comment. Shoot us an email if you like. Or shoot us that text, 862-367-6893. And make sure to subscribe to Purpose Meets Profit. Thank y'all. And thank you, Monica, for being on the show. Yes, thank you. Thanks, guys. This was fun. (laughs) 